Real Whiskey Real presents Judgment Day. Listener discretion is advised. The podcast that you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed are merely for comedy purposes. This is your Judgment Day. We all go a little mad sometimes. What an excellent day for an exorcism. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Time to play. All right, you guys, welcome to Judgment Day. We're in Cloud City, miles above you, as always, staring down at you. In this podcast, I invite one of my best friends to inform them that today is, in fact, the end of times. They have shuffled off this mortal coil, and it's time for me to decide whether they ascend to paradise or burn forever in a lake of fire. What no one knew was that God is actually a total cinephile, and I have been chosen to ask a series of 12 questions about the movies that mean the most to them. Their taste in film will be the ultimate test determining their eternal fate. This is an exciting day for me, guys. I bring in one of my best buddies. It's a guy I don't get to see very often. I don't get to talk to very often. Um, Mr. Marcus Kirkwood, he's a entrepreneur, he's a producer, MC, uh, textiles, clothing yeah. designer. <laughs> you got a lot of hustles. I do a few things, you know. I gotta like stay it. busy. Gotta like stay busy. It. You're a busy guy. <laughs> I think the last time I saw you, we were hanging out at the tavern, having a few drinks over a couple of cigarettes or something. That is correct. That is correct. God, how long have we known each other now? God, a few years. Dog, it's. I mean, it might be touching that ten mark. Yeah, probably. <sighs> probably. Um, I don't know if we met because of Jai. Maybe we met because of Jai, or because I used to come into El Moro a lot. Yeah, I knew you from El Moro for sure. Uh, and one of our other buddies, um, who uh, I don't want to say his name, maybe introduced us, but. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We yeah, can yeah. say his name. I don't give a shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's good. Oh, so what have you been up to? Um, Tell me about your business a little bit. Well, which one? What whatever one you want to talk about. Okay. So, uh I'm going to I'm going to tell you a little bit about my clothing uh design business. I was um started clothing, uh started doing clothing in um about 20 years ago, uh my logo and everything. And I started originally in Poland um, doing clothing. And uh, originally, I uh, signed a contract way, 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 way back in the days with Universal in California with five other guys. And we released a whole bunch of songs together. And then uh, as we got older, we suddenly we kind of grew apart. And from that, I got the experience, uh, a lot of different things like different shows and uh, performing with uh, a lot of different big uh, historic groups and everything. So I decided to take it upon myself to go into um, producing my own music, record my own music, uh, started with my clothing line. And I originally recorded everything from my solo album in Jamaica. Then I came back to the U.S. and uh, I talked to a few people, put my head together with a, a few people. And they said, OK, you got enough. You got enough. Um, what is it? 
you got it to do what you need to do. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, originally I didn't have uh, this much in my head. I didn't have this energy in my head. I didn't have the power to to move things like how I wanted to move them. And somebody kind of spoke to me. A lot of people talked to me and, and kind of installed it in me and, you know, helped me carry on a, a positive way to move forward and to acknowledge just what I was doing and taking it to another level. So then I went to Poland. My buddy was always like, come to Poland, come hang out with me. Da, 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 da. Cause we used to smoke weed together and kick it and uh, tell you right. And I was like, nah, man, forget about that. <laughs> then one day I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll try it out. So then I ended up going to Poland, um, signed a contract with universal Poland. And then I released a series of albums there, uh, in two thousands. I also done, uh, huge features in Poland with, uh, the biggest artist in Poland period, nice. several biggest artists in Poland period. Then I released, uh, my solo, my other solo album in Poland. Then I released another album. Then I released another album <laughs> and we had, uh, I always wanted to do clothing and we wanted to uh, get our merch thing together and I had the vision. So I started pushing it back then and my friends helped me out a lot with that. And long story short, after having kids and boom, 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 and coming back to U.S., then I started pushing my uh, clothing line here in the U.S. That's just one of my uh, things. And you can find my clothes everywhere, all over, all Got over. Got a website. Got and, the and website. I'll, I'll post it on the, on the description. Matt you know, and, you know, if you come to any of my shows uh, and I want to thank first and foremost, before anything else, I want to thank everybody who supported me. Um, little guys, big guys, everybody who supported me along my travels and my ways like right now, especially with me DJing and doing music uh, for more than 20 years. Um, I'm DJing and playing at the garage every Saturday night. I've been doing that for the last three years. Before that, I was at some other places performing and doing that. And that was kind of like the next step after doing what I did. And then I started, you know, outfitting my friends here thinking like, kind of like, I really wasn't thinking how I could push the label or push uh, the clothing. Um, it just kind of came naturally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's great, man. It's good to have you here. It's been pleasure too to damn be long. Hey man, it's a pleasure to be here with you. Yeah, definitely. So we talk a little bit on about dark st- subject matter on this podcast. Fantastic. We're going to talk about death. <laughs> Marvelous. <laughs> How do you feel about death? Uh, for me, um, you know, it, uh, it has a, di- a lot of different meanings. So um, for me, uh, being that my father passed away when I was um, 14 years old and I've uh, where I grew up at, um, a lot of guys from high school that I knew passed away. Um, where was that? Uh, I originally was born in Detroit, Michigan. Yeah. Then I went to uh, Virginia. My parents moved to Virginia. Um, I went to elementary school there, high school there, and, you know, further beyond. And where I grew up at a place probably, a lot of people know it's called Park Place. It's really, really instrumental in my, you know, upbringing. Because where I grew up at, a lot of people don't realize, like, when I'm on the West Coast or something like that, or, like, when I'm here, it's not as much as diversity as what I'm used to being around. Because when we grew up, uh, like, my daughter here, she'll, you know, she's just like, when I took her to my hometown, she was just so surprised because I grew up around everybody. It was a uh, black, white, Chinese people, you know, Indian. Everybody grew up, you know, together and everybody was in school together. It's a little more. It's not that case so much here in this. Like, I'm not talking about just in Durango. I'm talking about just in Colorado area. Pretty oh, yeah, much. absolutely. So 
Yeah, so. I mean, I guess you're like in Metro Denver. You get a little bit more of a melting pot, but here. Yeah. <laughs> but here. It's a. There's a lot Montrose, of ham sandwiches and mayonnaise in Durango. Durango. <laughs> Grand Junction. I won't keep on going on. Cortez. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it, we, it's not the same type of where we grew up at. No way. No, no way. No I how. I understand. I understand. Not enough diversity here. That's for damn sure. But, you know, that's where people like me come in and, you know, true motivators come in because, you know, I, you know, I, I'm here for the masses. I'm not, it's not all about me. It's about the people for me. So that's the great part about just being where I came from and being able to um, give people, give kids here a positive role model, somebody who uh, is living their life to the fullest, somebody who loves doing what they do and uh, not basically not giving a fuck what people say. So, like, losing your father that early, because you were a young man when you lost your dad, mm-hmm. um, do you think about death a lot? Do you, Are you afraid of it? Do you, I don't know. Well. I don't know if you have a, what your faith is. We've never talked about that. And you don't have to talk about that, but. I mean, you know, um, I've had a few dreams where I, you know, where, I, of course, just like everybody else, um, as far as death is concerned, I mean, pain and punishment and seeing things in my life led me to uh go have more understanding about death so i'm kind of more comfortable about it than a lot of different people okay uh like i could tell you some stories that would just freak you out but at the same time (laughs) you know you know where we came from so yeah absolutely all right man well we're gonna get into some movies are you a movie guy yeah, 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 yeah. I know. I figured as much. I think we've sat down and talked movies mm-hmm. a couple of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Marcus Kirkwood, question the first. What is the first film you remember seeing? First film I remember seeing was, what was it called? Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. Yeah. How old are you? I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm that age. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. You're a black guy. You could be 20 or you could be no, 57. I'm that age. I'm the same age as you. Ugh. I know. Seriously. So, man. yeah, I, yeah, I guess I would have been like five or six when that came out. Yes, sir. Something like that. Yes, yeah. sir. And, we were super uh, young. And it just. You do know, you have like memories of it? I, I can remember just it freaking me out a little bit. Just watching the big TV and just. Boop, 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 yeah, and yeah. I'd be like, what? I know. This is trippy. That, like that imagery of the of the aliens in the light at the end is super creepy, man. Like I, that's imprinted on my memory. Yeah, just him walking up the stairs. Yeah, that freaked me out too. That was tight. I've never understood though. Doesn't he at the end of that movie like leave his fucking family behind to go live with the aliens? <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. That's what he did. I mean, <laughs> sounds like the American thing to do, but uh, I guess. no. <laughs> <laughs> I never understood that ending. I was like, I don't know. I wonder if Spielberg thinks about that, like yeah, that decision. I think uh, young Spielberg back in those days, I think he wasn't young, but like Spielberg back in those days, he was probably thinking, yeah, it's a lot cooler places to hang out than the U.S. I mean, excuse me, Earth. Earth? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. I like that answer. That's a good start. Uh, did you see that at home or did you see it in a movie theater? At home. At home? Yeah. Like VHS? VHS. Betamax? Betamax taped out. Super 8. You know, the whole <laughs> deal. Oh, the man. big, big, big machines. The big cartridges. I used to tell my daughter about that, and she'd be like, what? Beta? VCR? Yeah. My brother had a uh, Laserdisc oh. player, and that thing was fucking cool. Like, 
and we had the same five discs that everybody had. It was like Empire Strikes Back, Blade Runner, yes, Raiders of the Lost. Yes, you know sir. what I mean? You name it like most of my favorite movies. Yeah, those those, <laughs> those were the ones we had on Laserdisc, and yeah. I still have digital copies of some of those discs. Oh, dope. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, okay. Gotta love the classics, though, man. I love, love the, the classics. classics, man. You know, these we pay days, respect. exactly. These days, these kids, uh, they don't, they don't have the bandwidth to even understand it. Yeah, like the younger through. kids, man. If like Star Wars comes up, they're like, yeah, I don't like those old ones. Like the prequels are their yeah. Star Wars. You and, know what I mean? Yeah, it's crazy. And for us, that's like, what the fuck? Like, exactly. <laughs> that, that shit is. Empire terrible. Strikes Back was the dopest shit ever. That's like, still my like, my favorite movie. Like what? All right, question the second, Marcus. What movie scares you the most? And do you like being scared? Are you a horror movie guy? Yeah, I kind of, I, I love being scared. I got that little, like, try to get scared vibe. Like, I'm going to try to go and see the scariest movie every time it comes out. Okay. So right now I'm on Smile. Oh, I haven't watched it yet. But so I ain't going to tell you. Spoil the hell out of it. I don't care. Oh, my Although, goodness. I don't know. It's a newer movie. Maybe we'll avoid spoilers. But kind of give me the concept behind it. Because uh, it's on my much. list. Okay, quick. Um, the guy smiles. People are smiling. He gets. It's infectious. It's an infectious smile. Oh, okay. So, I got you. Yeah. So people are dying. You know, oh, whoever see with a big smile. Pass so away. that reminds me of like early like David Cronenberg stuff, like the body horror. Yeah. Kind yeah. Of thing. Absolutely. Things being um, like sexual uh, compulsion being spread. Yeah. From person to person and yeah. how it destroys the world. That kind of shit. Yeah. yeah. Pretty sick. But yeah. 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 I like that type of stuff. You know. Me too. Do you ever watch any Cronenberg stuff? Hmm. Uh, i trying to think. Uh, Dead Ringers, The Brood. Um, oh, uh, um, Videodrome. Hmm. God, there's there were like in the 70s and early 80s. Probably I've seen them, but I probably didn't know who. Uh, uh, the famous one is Scanners. Where yeah, they, seen where scanners. they can blow their heads up with. Yeah, yeah, that was dope. That was super dope. Yeah, that yeah, was I, that was probably dope. the first Cronenberg movie I ever saw. That, that shit scared the dope. hell out of me. Yeah, so I yeah, so I did see a Cronenberg movie, but I didn't realize he you know done it. But that's dope. But yeah. Smile's a good one. You recommend? Yeah, Smile's pretty crazy. Okay, I got it on my media server, so yeah, uh, yeah I yeah. just haven't done it yet. Not for kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. See, I love that feeling, too. I love being scared, mm-hmm. you know, but it's hard now. I mean, it's tough. and it's now tough. I get scared more by like, like movies about people. Yeah. That's what really scares me. Huh. I'm not scared of monsters. I'm scared of fucking people. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because these days, like, that shit could really happen out this motherfucker with the people. Oh, yeah. Like shit, nutballs out here. What we, uh, that original Purge movie or The Strangers, like yes. shit like that, where it's like just someone shows mm-hmm. up in your house. That that scares me. I'll tell you, the, the, the illy shit that I just read in the newspaper uh, uh, yesterday, how about the guy who was, um, he was, he was with the, um, he was with the cartel back in the days and he used to chop people's heads off and all that shit. And they caught him, you know, uh, chopping people's heads off. They found where he was at. He had bodies hanging everywhere. They sent him to federal prison. Okay. So yesterday, all of a sudden they're like, he's gone. What? So they can't find him. They don't know where he went. That's kind of strange. He escaped from prison or he disappeared. 
these days, 2022, you probably had, you definitely had to pay somebody some money. To get oh, somebody. yeah. But that's federal prison. That's not like, yeah. oh, that's not like, okay, La Plata, you know what I'm saying? No. This oh, is, yeah, dudes hop over that fence yeah, all the time. <laughs> this is this is like federal prison, and he was uh, sentenced to 49 years. Holy cow. And they don't know where he is. How the fuck do you only get 49 years for being like been a de- mass Decapitating guys, <laughs> leaving guys on the, you know, you have guys hanging over the bridge just to show uh, force the whole nine. It's Damn. pretty nuts, huh? Pretty probably nuts. shared a cell with some kid that smokes weed. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Telling you. <laughs> All right, Marcus. Question to the third. This one's one of my favorites. What so-called bad movie do you absolutely love? Not a critical movie, but uh, you think it's brilliant, anyways. Don't be a menace while drinking juice. <laughs> yeah, that. That's a fucking amazing answer. Man. <laughs> something about those Wayans boys. The Wayans. Something about those guys. I, I have I I still can't pinpoint it right now, but I know that all of them are family and it's a whole bunch of them and they got girls in there too. And there's like twelve. Yes, and they're all really calculated people and really smart people. Uh and I I really the first time I really caught a whip of how you know the how their brain worked was living color. Yeah. And I was just like seeing all these skits and all these scenarios. And the first thing I was thinking was Saturday Night Live. But then the more I watched them and the more nah. I checked everything out, oh, hell no. Nah. This is a little more doper. It was more like, um, I guess it goes back to like Hollywood Shuffle with mm-hmm. uh, Robert Townsend. Yep, like yep. that style of um, like vignettes, like cultural vignettes. Yeah. And um, I mean, I don't know if the Wayans brothers... I mean, I'm sure they would have found success, but they definitely owe Robert Townsend a debt of gratitude because he definitely. opened a lot of doors. Absolutely, absolutely. Him. Um, I'm going to get you, sucker. Is yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Hilarious. So hilarious. I still have that in my, I still watch that right there. I try to show my daughter. And she's like, oh, I don't like that. What? <laughs> it's, like, it's goofy. I'm like, you know who that was? That's KRS One. She's like, KRS who? Don't Be a Menace was basically playing off all the boys in the hood, Menace to Society, yeah. like that. Those, All of that stuff, yeah. yeah that was, was a great era, man. Pretty I miss, hilarious. I miss those movies. Me too, because they were weird. They could they mirrored everyday life more so than the movies these days, for sure. Well, and like suburban kids like me, like living in New Mexico, were like, "Holy shit! I didn't even know this world existed." Mm-hmm. <laughs> we were just, yeah, white kids living out in the tumbleweeds. Do you think that people think that's a bad movie? All this, I I gotta ask. I don't I mean, know, like. What its reception was? It depends who it depends who uh, who's who's criticizing it or who's viewed yeah. it, especially with uh, today's culture as opposed to back in the days with our the things we dug. So, yeah, for me, it was a bad movie, but I still dug it because it was kind of like those few funny scenes in it that killed. Not few, most of them were funny scenes, and it killed me. Death. I mean, I know people that fucking love white chicks. Yeah, like. <laughs> I always thought it was kind of terrible. Yeah, I mean, yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, and this is obviously nothing definitive or scientific, but it's got like a 32% on Rotten Tomatoes. So oh, gosh. We can call that uh, something that kind of got critically bashed. Audience score, 80%. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Mm-hmm. See what we're figuring out shit right now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, it was a great one. That was a funny, funny as hell, man. Funny as hell. All right, Marcus Kirkwood, question the fourth this is hard. I know this is hard. What movie character do you best identify with? For me, I'd say Michael Keaton in uh, Batman when he was in Batman um, because I got a lot of different hats that I wear. And some people could look at me one way and think I'm 
this type of person. And then when they really get to know me once, you know, once the mask comes on, it's something different, you know. Oh, OK. I see. Or once, you know, once, you know, once things get different, it's somewhat different. You know? Yeah. Was he your favorite Batman? Yeah. I think it was my favorite Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He was my sure. favorite Bruce Wayne for sure. Yep. I mean, I think I saw that movie in the theater like eight times. Yeah. Like we just kept dope. going back. So remember, back. Uh, freaking what's name was the um, was the Joker? Uh, Nicholson. Man. And he played a it was so awesome. good part, dude. He was that's Academy Award winning type of action right there. Yeah. And it was just it was a lot of things going on back then. So it really wasn't. I mean, but they still showcased him and they know and everybody knows the skills of Jack Nicholson. Everybody knows Everybody. And then right. Tim Burton. I like the next one, too. I, even though it was goofy, like mm-hmm. the one with Catwoman mm-hmm. and uh, DeVito, I thought that shit was great. Yeah. That's a great answer. Yeah. Michael Keaton as Bruce Wayne had like a, nobody else had his vibe. Yep. He had like a like a menace to him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He yeah. could have been, it could have went either way with him. Yeah. He could have yeah. turned to the dark side very easily. Exactly. Yeah. I love the scene when he goes nuts. And uh, just calls the Joker on as Bruce Wayne. Yeah, that was pretty fucking cool, man. Dope. Yeah, it's a great movie. And that was when Bruce. And that was when the Joker didn't even know he was Batman. He just was thinking, "Damn, Bruce is just a. This guy's a psycho. He was just some guy. Psycho. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to get nuts? Yeah. You want to get nuts? That was so dope, man. Yeah. Uh, I know you cry in life. Do you cry at movies? Um. Uh. Yeah. One movie I used to cry. Every time I watch it, I can't get the scene out of my, uh, every time I see it, uh, color purple. Oh my God. When I see, uh, remember when, um, Oprah Winfrey played the, the girl mm-hmm. and it, she I beat up, she beat up the dude or whatever. And then she was like, Harpo yeah. beat me. Oh my God. And then, you know, like over the years and then when she was held in, you know, locked up and then after she was locked up, um, she was released and she came out and all her family was right there. And she said, I don't know y'all anymore. Yeah. That shit made me cry. I was like, God damn. I don't know how anybody could watch that movie and not. I was like, it's man. Wow. That's your second Spielberg pool too. Yeah. I like that. (laughs) It's not a tribute episode, but I'm okay with early Spielberg for sure. Now the color purple. God, I I read that book. When I was a young man, yeah, and holy shit, man! Like it's a, it's a chore. It's an emotional, emotional um, roller coaster. Roller coaster for sure. It's got some beauty to it too, though. Absolutely, it was a masterpiece for sure. Definitely was a masterpiece. And Whoopi and so. um, was Alfre Woodard in that too? Yep. Yeah. God, what an amazing cast! It was a real good cast. That's a super good pull. Question of the sixth, man. We're we're motoring through this. Mm-hmm. Who's your favorite actor or actress? And I, I say actors. I think they're all actors. Um, and what would you say is their worst film? Denzel Washington, the great. <laughs> Mount Rushmore. He's on Mount Rushmore. <laughs> He's the one. He's the one. I'm trying to remember what was that? The worst movie that I ever seen him do. I know we chatted about a couple, but yeah, um, he does does so many damn good movies. The one with Russell Crowe fucking sucked. Oh, uh, <laughs> I brought that one up. Virtuosity. Yeah, I started watching a little bit of that last night after you talked to me. I'm like, what the fuck is it's this? It's so fucking bad. I was like, Jesus, you, when did you, uh, this was about money. 
Oh, yeah. This is about money. And that was like before Russell Crowe was really Russell Crowe. That might have been his first American movie. And Denzel, that was around the time when Denzel really didn't give a fuck. That was like before Training Day and all the real good, good shit. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was it was in that weird time, like after Glory and all that. Yeah. And then he started doing some more like uh, thriller kind of action thriller (laughs) stuff. He still does a little bit of that. But that that equalizer shit was whack, too. Oh, first one. I didn't like. I liked the first one a little bit. I hated the second one. Huh. Um, but I probably went into that with some preconceived notions. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean. The first one was wack as hell. But I could pretty much watch Denzel do anything. Yeah. Um, now I'm just like, hey, he can walk on water, and I'd be like, hey, I'd been knew he can walk on water. I know, who the fuck is better? Like, <laughs> I think about um, Philadelphia a lot. Mm-hmm. The Jonathan Demme movie because mm-hmm. Tom Hanks, I think he won the Oscar for that movie. Mm-hmm. But I think about that movie and I'm like, you know, Denzel's character is actually the heart and soul of that movie. Yeah. And he's the one that actually has a character arc. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Tom Hanks' character doesn't really go through any changes no, other not, than physical. Not really. Yeah. Yeah. Not but really. Denzel's character evolves as a human being. Absolutely. And he carries the movie, and his courtroom scenes are fucking like ridiculous. In that movie. I'm like, whew. I know. Really, God. really skilled acting. Really, really skilled acting. And you know, I love, um, and I always tell people this, and because uh, I'm not biased, you know what I'm saying? And. I don't want to sound strange or nothing to, you know, <laughs> the public or whatever or anything like that. But I I don't like all black actors. Okay. I'm not one of those guys that are like, oh, I'm an advocate for the black guy. Da, da, da. I'm I'm you know, I'm from everywhere. I've seen a lot of things and when it ain't good, it ain't good. It don't matter what color you are. Yeah. If you suck, you suck. Like black or white, Chinese, you know, you know, Indian, whatever. Polish Russian, if you suck, you suck. I don't yeah. care, you know. Yeah. So like Blair Underwood's not a good actor. Yeah, Blair he's Underwood. He's pretty, but yeah. he's not a good actor. Blair Underwood <laughs> fucking sucks. Like I'm not going to be the one like and everybody's always, "Oh yeah, let's do this." No, 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 no. You got to do some put in a serious body of work for me to even respect you like that. And you know, one uh I really really like um your boy from Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, oh, Depp. Yeah, he's always been really a really good actor to me. I don't know what he does in his personal life. I could give a damn whatever yeah, whatever's going on. That stuff. But that guy can act. He is a good actor. Yeah. And you know, that you know, you could take everything from a person, but you know, you can't take that movie from nobody. The movie's going to last forever. Oh yeah, forever. He's always going to be Hunter S. Thompson. Yeah, and he's, he's going to be, be Jack Sparrow. Yeah, he's always going to be that guy. So pretty iconic characters. Hell I always yeah. liked. Um, I loved What's Eating Gilbert Grape. I thought he was yeah. really, really good in that movie. Genius. In that movie. Even though DiCaprio gets all the attention for that movie, mm-hmm. I always liked the guy that gets overlooked. Yeah. <laughs> like Twelve Monkeys, Brad Pitt gets to jump around and be a crazy asshole, yeah. but Bruce Willis is acting his ass off the whole exactly. time. Exactly. You know what I mean? You know. uh, one of my all time oh you probably asked me you gonna probably ask me this was my all time favorite movie oh we'll kind of get into that yeah, yeah. alright uh, I'm gonna take a quick break guys you can reach out, reach out to the Whiskey Reel at Judgment Day we are at 970-426-5344 I like getting text messages voicemails if you guys wanna shoot me an email it's at whiskeyreel at gmail.com you can find us on all those socials as always We love reviews. Five-star reviews get us noticed. We get to rise up in the algorithm. 
and it helps people find the show. All right, Marcus, we're going to move on to the most uncomfortable part of the podcast. Question the seventh. What film do you find to be the sexiest? I want to say when I was younger, I used to enjoy um, Heat. Oh, the De Niro, the Michael Mann De Niro movie? Yes. Yeah. That Great used to be really, movie. really, that used to get me right there. I'd be like, damn. Yeah. What do you find sexy about it? Um, just the way it was created, just like the, the lifestyle part of the it, lifestyle, the lifestyle, the shots, all the film uh-huh. shots, um, you know, the innuendos of the, <clears throat> just the innuendos and, uh, all the dialogue, everything uh-huh. was really, that's a great movie. Mm-hmm. That is a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember Amy Brenneman, I think is the female actress that plays De Niro's love interest. And they have, there's a couple of scenes, like there's one, they're like out on his balcony and it's just like really quiet, low dialogue. It's not overtly sexual or anything, but you can feel them seducing each other, kind of. Yes. Yeah, it's a really well super done movie. Dope. Yeah, super um, fucking dope. Yeah, Michael Mann's one of the finest filmmakers, I think. Uh, I was like um, Jamie Foxx in Collateral. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man, that is such a great movie. Tom yeah. Cruise is great in it. Plays his only bad guy, I guess, ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I love yeah, Tom Cruise. Uh, I uh, I met him a few times. I oh no shit! Him. Yeah, up tell me more. Up in Telluride, because I used to. Oh back yeah, in the yeah, days yeah. I used to do. I used to uh, drive uh, for a, a company, and we used to do privates. So yeah. I'd have to pick people up from like um, uh, the private airport, uh, Black Canyon Airport in uh, Montrose. Uh-huh. I used to have to pick people up from there and drive them, you know, to their places. And he used to live up in Telluride, mm-hmm. up in. Uh, so I used to pick him up. One time I picked him. I'll tell you some crazy stories. All right. One time I picked him up, and it was him and Penelope, and they had their entourage with him. So we had like four SUVs. Um, I had him and Penelope in the back with me, and they were in the back, and I was in front in the SUV, and all his entourage was in another SUV. So we picked these guys up, like I said, at Black Canyon. We drive them up through going to Montrose, about to leave Montrose, and uh, I get a, a call on the radio saying uh, his friends want to stop and get some drinks and uh, buy some uh, buy some beers before we go up to Telluride. So I said, okay. Mm. Freaking, they get out, go to the little, uh, go to the liquor store. Going, All of them are, the difference between Tom I think, and his friends were, they were super cut loose. And Tom was more reserved when he was with Penelope. Because right. he was more like, he was kind of watching his little, like, you know, trying to protect his little diamond. <laughs> and she was more like, you know, she was the more outgoing one, so to speak. And like I said, his friends just were, they were just wild, getting wasted, loud, crazy. Um, finally drove him, I finally, when we finally got that done, I finally drove him and her up to, um, up up to Aldosoro and no, 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 it wasn't Aldosoro. I had drove them up to the airport near Telluride airport where their place was there. And they were getting out before they got out. Like three guys ran up to the door, opened up the doors and everything. I guess it was his like publicist and some other people. And, um, uh, they let him out. He, he got out first and started walking fast and she was still in the car in the back. And I looked back at her and she's like, Thank you so very much. And she gave me that like real golden girl. Like, yeah. Thank you so very much. In other words, like this little motherfucker right here. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, getting, I'm just playing around this little motherfucker right here. But you know what I'm saying? She gave me that look like you, you uh, might could get a chance. 
that always stuck with me, you know. Oh man, that's a great story. You might not know this, but uh the listeners know this. I am a Tom Cruise stan. Like yeah. I love that dude. Love that dude. I bet he is kind of different in person. I mean, you know, the 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 true the rumor the rumor that goes around always is he's short. That is true. Yeah, but there's a lot short. of people that short as hell out here. But the thing that kind of always gets me is like he never really ages so much. Like I know. he doesn't age so much. So you know he takes care of his body. Yeah. And when I went up to their place, like that was one time when I went up to their place. Another time I went to their place was like two years ago. Um, and he was selling the place. He had everything boarded up at the place, the windows, everything. It was crazy. Uh, we were ch- we were tasked to go in there. This is the time I was working for somebody else this time. Yeah, we we were we were cleaning houses, and um, the task was just clean out everything because somebody was purchasing the house. Tom and them was so cool. They had like jet skis, motorcycles, freaking everything there. So when the person purchased the house. He gave him all the stuff. Just left it. Just left it for him. Jet skis, freaking four wheelers, yeah. fucking uh, dirt bikes. Right. I was just like, whoa. Yeah. That's right. super cool. Before I turn this into another Tom Cruise episode, I'm sure people are tired of listening to me talk about ah, that little ah, motherfucker. Ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> uh, oh, I apologize for this question in advance. What movie do you find to be uncomfortably sexy? What movie gives you an awkward boner? I know it's a it's a weird one. The first Avatar. Wow, this is crazy. Go on, because you know it was a lot of different scenes, and call me a weirdo or whatever. Everybody was blue, okay? <laughs> Everybody was blue. Remember that? Everybody was blue. But you know the way the movements and everything, and uh, the way the females were, you know, and I could, uh, you know, they brung them back. Like you would see like somebody in blue, but then. You know, the real actor, they would show the real actors as well. I mean, the person without all the makeup and stuff. And it was it was just uncomfortably hot. Sometimes. I get it. I actually had this conversation last week. <laughs> I have really? to. Yeah. Yes, I'm going to have think, actually oh, have gosh. to retire Avatar now from this question. Lord. I never thought I was going to get a lot of Avatar responses on. Oh, Lord. I kind of get it, though. Like, I'm not a huge fan of that movie, but I mean, I do understand. Like, I get the why. Mm-hmm. It, it, I mean, they, it's not like they did it on accident. Mm-mm. Cameron's like, he's trying to make that a very sexy scene. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> you know, it was really, really cool. The latest one that I seen was a, a warrior, warrior uh, princess. Warrior princess. Who's in that? Uh, it's very, it's a very, very new one too. It's new. It just came out like it came out before. Um, it was like a few months ago. It came out, and it was about a. a uh, a tribe in Africa, and uh, the men. Uh, one of the men, uh, the the head, the the, uh, the head king had died, and his daughter stepped in his place, and she became some crazy ass warrior. Oh yeah, that the new one with um, oh, man. she's sexy as fuck. Oh my god, <laughs> the whole movie. I was just like, holy. Was it warrior shit. queen? Yeah, it was like warrior queen. I believe it was the swoof. I was just like. Because, you know, I've never been to Africa before. Hopefully, I'll be going really soon. But if the women look anything like motherfucking her or any of them brides have been there, <laughs> my back to Africa trip will be like he stayed in Africa. 
They'd be like, God damn, where Marcus go? Oh, just go and see him in Zimbabwe. Just chasing broads. I'm telling you. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm, I got a oh. girlfriend. I got a girlfriend. <laughs> she knows how I feel too. So don't call me a pervert, guys. Don't call me a weirdo. She understands my feelings too. I don't I've never been to Africa either. So like every woman in my mind that lives in Africa is like in that palace from coming to America. Yeah. Like that's what I picture all <laughs> African women are like. <laughs> They're super, super nice. What's crazy to me is um you know, I've been over to um, you know, a, a lot of different places over like Mallorca, like closer to like island, like one over from Africa, a little bit over from Africa. And all the women I meet, like I said, all the African women I meet are really, really nice yeah. and like intelligent. I've, I've never seen no African women that just turned their face on me or shunned me or looked at me like I was crazy. I could always come to them and have a formidable conversation, mm-hmm. really, really comfortable conversation. So, Well, I'm I lived just, over in um, Abu Dhabi for a while and I actually mm-hmm. did meet some African women um, that were working at the hotel where mm-hmm. I was staying. And um, they were all really sweet. Mm-hmm. But like at first, like the third country people, you know, the Emiratis, they're all just rich as fuck driving mm-hmm. around in Rolls and shit like that. But, uh, you know, you'd have a lot of like Filipino girls, girls from Africa, yeah. um, European, um, Russians, Ukrainians. Yeah, for sure. But if you're over there as a third country, you're over there to make money. You, you just work. And if you'd fuck up in any way, they just send your ass home, yeah. you know, back to whatever fucking... horrible situation you came from you know what i mean and um so they were always really slow to like be friendly they didn't want to offend anyone they Mm -hmm. didn't you know because if you they got a bad report they're fucking gone deported absolutely out of the country so but you know once people would open up you know just amazing folks you're a funny guy marcus i know this what film makes you laugh the most question the ninth and it doesn't have to be like what you think is the greatest comedy of all time. Uh-huh. Just a movie that makes you fucking laugh. Harlem Nights. Oh, that's a fucking great answer. Harlem Nights was the funniest shit ever. It was that and I'm going to get you sucker. Oh, yeah. Funny as hell, man. Just oh, Harlem Nights. Witty. Harlem Nights had all the funniest actors that. I was about to say, has there ever been a better cast? No, it's hilarious. And then I really, really liked it because, you know, they gave, uh, you know, Around that time, Red Fox was freaking bankrupt. Yep. He was in Vegas. Like My buddy uh, used to live around that time, used to live in Vegas, and he'd ride past Red Fox's house. Red Fox be out in the front yard, um, half his stuff out in the front yard. IRS took all the stuff out of the house. He trying to sell stuff on the corner right there. Uh-huh. He was super, super uh, you know, broke, broke. Yeah. And they gave him a chance to relight his fire. Oh my God, he was funny as shit in that movie too. Yes, and that gave him a chance. And I really always thought about that and I respected that and just the comedy world, how they don't let you, I mean, they never really let you, you know, in the comedy world, people come together more so than in other, you know, genres. Yeah, absolutely. They did like the generational thing in that movie. Absolutely. From Red to to Richard down to Eddie. Torch torch passing was so fucking (sighs) epic there. Just just looking at that and seeing what, you know, seeing what's coming and seeing what went and what's coming and what's going pretty much. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I could argue that Richard Pryor is the greatest stand-up of all time. Richard Pryor is the funniest motherfucker that ever lived. I, he's so One of the funniest funny. motherfuckers that ever lived. Anytime you can smoke crack, set yourself on fire. <laughs> and joke and about fucking it. fucking joke about it. 
you were fucking, yep. you were a special yeah. kind of guy. I think that was uh, live on the Sunset Strip. Yeah, he yeah. was a fucking boy. Lights the match. Was Richard Pryor running down the street. Yes. <laughs> so Ooh-wee. funny. Oh, when he tells the story about being in the in the hospital mm-hmm. and how they're going to give him a bath. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That is such an amazing story. Him and, and painful because he's being vulnerable about it. Exactly. Like, look, at this is how and fucking is, horrible this was. And that's the true essence of being a real comedian right there. You got to be able to, you got to be down before you can be up and you got to be able to reflect on when you were down to be up yeah it was hard to watch him you know because he had ms i think is what he ended up taking him yeah Yeah. and to watch that you know degeneration was hard because he was just such an amazing you know outwardly funny dude she was yeah funny hilarious i've heard um some guys like mark Marin and other guys that used to be at the comedy store back in the early days Mm -hmm. um when richard would come in and he would go on for like an hour and a half Mm -hmm. and bomb because it was he was just doing new material, just seeing what works, seeing what hit. But he mm-hmm. was so comfortable just t- getting his ass kicked and bombing in front of people that mm-hmm. he never gave a shit at all because he knew he was going to work that material out. Yeah. And they were like, sometimes it was painful to watch him get on stage because like nothing would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you got a crowd that's freaking out because they're like, holy shit, Richard Pryor's here. And then he didn't make them laugh. For an hour. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And he was, and back in the days, he had that spark. He had that certain spark where everybody wanted him on a, on a show or on a movie. Like when he done Toy, and he done, remember he oh, done boy. Superman. Yeah. But Superman people don't three. remember this. Him and, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gene Wilder? Gene Wilder. Gene Wilder was one of my favorite actors too because he was so fucking funny. Brilliant. And just, he had a lot of different parts to him. So I really loved those two together. That was like my ultimate combination. Oh, yeah. Like those two guys. Together. Stir crazy. Fucking. God oh damn, that movie's gosh, funny. Dude. Yeah, Silver Street, Stir crazy. Man. It was, oh, see no evil, hear no see evil. See no evil, hear no evil. Yeah. yeah. Not, as, not as good as the other ones, but, but still funny. Everything was comparable. With those guys, I was just like, man. He, there's a line that Richard uses in that movie that I still use to this day when uh, the girl's like, searching him or whatever and he's like mm-hmm. I don't know what you're looking for but it's to the left yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that shit is so great classic yeah man definitely this was dope man. Harlem Nights is a fucking fantastic Harlem answer Nights, doesn't Eddie shoot Robin Gibbons in that movie Eddie shot Robin in that movie <laughs> god damn man it was that's a good one a lot of shit went on man Marcus question the 10th what film can you watch on repeat? I used to watch Shotas on repeat at my house constantly. Non-stop. What is it? Shotas. I don't know it. So Shotas was a movie that was created back in the days. Uh, Hype Williams done all the filming of the movie. And um, another gentleman, he's the one who done the direct filming. And uh, it was and him and Wyclef John, they, they both collaborated on just uh, putting the storyline together and making the movie. But on the way, let me tell you everybody first, let me tell you everybody who was in the movie. Um, one of the Marleys was in the movie. Um, freaking, um, it was just a classic uh, reggae cast. Okay. And it was real, really, really thought out. Um, and how it went was, you know, even Wyclef was in it. It like I said, it was a whole bunch of people. It was a great like um, DJ Khaled was in it. 
Oh no shit. When he was a, when he was a kid, when he was young. Whoa. Um Spraga Benz was in it. Um uh Stephen Marley was in it. Damien was in it. It was just a whole bunch of different people in it. But how it uh, starts is is uh, Damien and Spraga Benz, they grow up together as little boys in Jamaica. And they're like, oh, we want to get out of Jamaica. Uh, we can't wait to get out of Jamaica. And they end up robbing a red stripe driver. Red stripe beer driver. Red stripe beer. Yeah. yeah. They end up robbing him and hiding. And then they uh, had enough money to uh, travel to travel to U.S. So they both end up going to U.S. as as kids Spraga Benz gets in trouble in New York. They send him back first. Okay. Then they send uh, the Marley boy back second. And, and and both of them are adult. And they send the Marley boy back, and he's an adult. Okay. And he gets back, comes to Michael Manley Airport. Spraga Benz and them pick him up. And they start talking. They go to Spraga Benz's place up in Ochi. And he was, you know, he was doing a little bit of extortion of some of the some of the politicians and stuff there. And they're like, back in back in U.S., we had everything. We had all this. We had all that. They're like, now we're back in Jamaica. Time to take this motherfucker over. (laughs) Okay. Yes. I need to see it. And so so they're one of their closest friends was a boy named Mad Max. And he was a psycho in it. Total psycho. He was decapitating people, killing people left and right. It was it was unbelievable. Um, originally, Mike Tyson was supposed to be cast in the movie, but he never uh, he never never uh, committed cast. to it. No, he never committed to it. But the storyline is super super awesome. And like I said, Wyclef is in it, and DJ Khaled, and all these other uh, so many different other people I can't even name. And uh, long story short, of uh, at the uh, the movie got done, and. The one, the one dude Silva, the the one dude Silva, and Wyclef still had the idea, like, yeah, we're gonna pitch this to uh, you know big places, and we're gonna get this out. Then Wyclef just pretty much bootlegged it under the table and started selling it, and that broke the rule. Okay, and that's how the movie came out. So get underground. This You're gonna like this is a new game on Judgment Day. We look up one of Marcus's movies and we see what the critics think and mm-hmm. then we see what the people think. Mm-hmm. On Rotten Tomatoes, Shotas, S-H-O-T-T-A-S, if you're wondering, gets a 17% on the tomato meter. <laughs> so critics hated this movie, right? Mm-hmm. Audience score with 20,000 different ratings, 91%. The people have spoken. They love Shotas. That's right. I need to see it. It's classic. I used to watch it every day over so and over like and over and over. Kind of Jamaican gangster shit. Jamaican gangster shit. The 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 I'm most cool famous it. Jamaican gangster movie that ever was done is this movie that I'm saying. I like it. And it was so gangster. The movie was so gangster, it couldn't even be actually put out the right way. Yeah. Again, they had they were bootlegging it yeah. and selling it because it was more money to bootleg it and sell it than to give it to like one of these guys like Warner Brothers or something like right. that. It was nutty. It was so nutty. That's fucking. And awesome. that's how you could buy the tape. You would have to go to like a black marketplace or, you know, bodega or, you know, right. strip mall or something like that. And they would have copies of Shadas and people would run to go get it. That's people fucking just, amazing. And it was like a cult. It's a cult classic. Yeah, for sure. And so many people had Shadas. It was just nuts. I love that. Everybody started talking like they were from Shadas. The whole thing. It was just huge. I'm a hard guy to stomp. 
and you got me on that one. So really now I got to do my research. Question the eleventh, Marcus. God, we're, this is almost going too fast. I, I enjoy spending time with you too much. <laughs> what film means the most to you? Not because of its quality, but just because of a memory that you associated to seeing it. Uh, Wakanda Forever. When I oh. just seen that one, yeah. that means a lot to me. That means that is the correct answer because it was like it's a it's a showing of past, future, and elevation, death, sadness, betrayal, honesty, um, you know, positivity, yeah. um, negativity, growth, community, community <laughs> freaking, you know, f- not just, not just the black community, it's like, um, it was like all communities, you know. It, uh, this last one, they brought in uh, the thing about the Aztecs. Namor, yeah. And that was really, really dope to me because I was just like, man, that really could have happened to them. Right. You know? Like, some of the stuff was super dope like that. And I'm like, wait a minute, that could have happened, you know? Namor is an interesting character. He's a. So they actually changed. It wasn't in the comic books, it's not an Aztec society. Mm-hmm. It's, um, they're Atlanteans. Mm-hmm. But that's just like Aquaman and shit. Yeah. So they didn't want to do the Atlantean thing. So they but they shifted it over to the Aztecian thing. What I thought was pretty great. Yeah. And he's a character that ostensibly is the bad guy. But you're like, shit, I kind of get this guy. Though. Exactly. You know what I mean? Bad, but a really good guy. Because he thought about his people first. Uh-huh. He thought about his people before he thought about himself. So. Well, yeah, it, he's very much the same as T'Challa or, you know. Exactly. I mean, like and, a, and a great thing was is after he after he conceded. They still, you know, the Wakanda said, we're still going to keep your secret. Yeah. We ain't going to let these motherfuckers mm-hmm. know who you is. Yeah, it's awesome. Even though you did all this crazy shit, we'll just, you know, <laughs> let them know it was us. Right. And yeah, it was super dope. And then like at the end, I remember him saying something like, um, uh, one day the Wakandas are going to need us. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Namor was uh, a really cool character in the comics. Had a yeah. big overreaching arc, like like he fought with Captain America in yeah. as a defender during the World War Two, mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up becoming an Avenger for a while, but then sometimes he goes all dark. Yeah, and he's wanting to fuck everybody up. Tell you it was real, real dope because I didn't really, I didn't identify him so much in the comics as I did now. And then when I go back to the comics, I'm like, because I remember in the comics, I seen this guy who always had wing feet. Yeah, the wing wings feet. on the side of his feet. Yep, and I was just like, huh. <laughs> what the fuck is this? Uh-huh. And then it kind of, you know, because I was young when I was reading the comic books and stuff. And then when I caught up with it, and then I was just like, man, this is really, yeah. really dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They used, they used to call him the Submariner or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it was such a dumb name, but Namor is mm-hmm. dope. Yeah, he's one of the great, all time great Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they did it respectfully. Absolutely. And I get it, man. That movie. I don't know, man. It's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's three hours best. long and it's worth every bit of that time. It so. doesn't feel like it, right? No, it doesn't. It's action packed. Yeah, a lot of things are going in there. A lot of transfers, a lot of growth, and you know how uh, they're trying to kill. You know how they were trying to kill off all the old uh, characters because the famous guys or whatever. All the Mar, um, excuse me, all the Avenger characters or whatever. They're trying to like put the new ones out now because the the old guys cost money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so you got to get some new guys on deck, you know. And it's it was a nice little transition of that to me. I it's great. I'm excited about all the Marvel stuff coming up. Mm-hmm. This last couple of years have been rough, but I think uh, Black Panther is going to be a good kickoff. Mm-hmm. 
Should you be deemed worthy to ascend, you are allowed to bring one movie with you because every night in heaven is movie night. If you have to bring one movie with you, Marcus, to show the people in heaven, what would you bring? I would bring four rooms. Go on. I like that answer. Four Rooms is one of the dopest movies that I've ever seen in my whole life. I never, I never uh, seen any other movie done like it, um, right? Ever again. Um, it was with Bruce. Bruce Willis was in it. Um, well, Tim Benicio, Roth is the Tim Roth. Yep. Like for, it was a lot of different people in that movie, and it was about like four different stories, and they all and they all meshed into they all morphed into one. Yeah. And that was so awesome to me. Yeah, because every every vignette has a different director, right? Because like Tarantino's is the one where they're yep. they have the bet mm-hmm. yeah, about chopping the dude's finger off or yep. whatever, and that's a great one. That was dope. Um, uh, Robert Rodriguez does the one with Antonio Banderas. And Antonio and Banderas was the bomb. And those two kids are fucking yes. hilarious. So I, this is one of the movies I can't wait to show like my daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I want to show her this movie right here when she can when she has enough like when she can sit down yeah because these kids today they can't sit down how old's your little girl my girl she's 16 god damn she can't sit down yikes when i'm 16 i got one that's 16 here in montrose and i got another that's in copenhagen denmark that's 13 yeah and they can't sit down yeah i can't sit they can't sit down through a movie yeah so when they get old enough and able to sit down in a movie i want to show that to them absolutely it is a cool and tim roth is funny as shit as the Mm -hmm. bellboy Tim Roth is a fucking genius, first of all. I love that dude. I dig everything he's done. Yeah, he uh, he's my favorite character, like, in Reservoir Dogs, for yes. sure. I love him mm-hmm. in Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. He did, um, oh, man, nobody has seen this fucking movie. Uh, he did a movie with Gary Oldman uh, back in the early 90s called Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are Dead. And it's about two minor characters from Hamlet. They're, they're Hamlet's old friends that they bring in and they end up hanging them. He mm-hmm. basically gets them hung. Yeah. And uh, hanged. I don't know. Hung. And uh, <laughs> But it's based on a play and it's just those two going back and forth and like all the while Hamlet is hand- happening like around them. It's fucking hilarious and Tim Roth is off the charts fucking awesome in that movie. Yeah, he uh, really, really skilled guy. Really, really skilled guy. And then, you know, sometimes I think about these guys who write these stories or who play these parts and everything like that. And I sit back and I'm like, they give them, they have these scripts and they have these ideas. And, you know, back in those days, it was easier to just close off and go into a different world in, yeah. yourself, in your head. It wasn't so much social media and so much poisoning of, you know, just other people's thoughts you had your own shit and you had yeah. to lock your own mind mental your mental was you know so the stories that you gave out were you know from your story nobody could say oh they stole that from me well Fuck, no he got lucky and i mean he's an amazing actor but he coming into his own during that early eight late 80s early 90s time period when all the tarantino shit was like starting to happen yeah because he's exactly the kind of actor you want in those movies yep you know what I mean? He mm-hmm. had the look to him. He could do the American accent better That's right. than us. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. I, it was a really good time for him to because yeah. he was in a lot of really good movies back then. My guy who always, who I'll never concede though, is uh, Bruce Willis, man. Bruce. Bruce, fuck, he was the shit, dude. Like, I know. he's been a shit from way, way back. 
I don't. I don't know. I have a Bruce Willis story. I'll tell you. I yeah. don't know if I. I think I've told it on the podcast before. Man, so I Bruce won't. Is mad. I won't bore folks with that story again. But dude, that guy was the shit right but, there. Man. Yeah, I did get to kind of hang out with him for a yeah. little while. Yeah, nice. And uh, he was a sweet guy. But all right, Marcus, you have been deemed worthy, my friend. You get to go to heaven. I can't wait to see you there. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know if I'm going to make it. We'll see how it goes. Hey. If you don't make it, I don't make it. So we'll yeah. see each other in another place of time. We'll, we'll be somewhere. For damn sure. Right. <laughs> Hanging out. I bet hell looks like the patio at the Tav. I mean, hey, <laughs> you think? Probably. Or probably Saturday night at the garage, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Anything else you want Me. to plug? <laughs> Me, Saturday night at the garage. Every Saturday night at the garage till the end of the year. And then after that, I'm going to be playing in another venue. But... Come and check me out Saturday night at the garage in Durango, Colorado. Every Saturday night from 9 to 2. Badass. We doing all types of music. Girls shaking. Guys drinking. Partying on and on and on and on and on. Dude, we should start streaming that on Twitch. Yes, sir. We should do that. Absolutely. We'll bust it up. Why not? You think the owner would let you do that? Fuck yeah. Okay. If he want me there, he'll let me do it, right? We'll talk to to Chip, see what he thinks. Yeah, Chip and those guys, they're my homeboys. Because you get tipped? Oh, yeah. You make some I get, money. I get take. I get taken care of regardless. But oh yeah, give me your website again. You know what I'm saying. Uh, MassCipher.net. Um, if you want to check out any of my previous music that I've done, because I got several albums out that are international albums, you could check me out on any uh, anything Apple Music, uh, especially Spotify and things like that. I go by the name of my name is Marcus Kirkwood, but I go uh, my uh, musical name is MassCipher and. Uh, on other albums, they call me Marty and Vilkopolsky, the motherfucking homie. 